0: You're now listening to The Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. Hi guys, and welcome to The Self-Development Collective. So in this episode, we're going to talk about examples of self-esteem and self-confidence. Now, If you haven't, check out the episode where I talk about what self-esteem actually is. It's a five-minute episode. It just goes into how to actually define self-esteem and self-confidence and breaks down what it actually is. Um, Now, just a quick rundown so that we can get straight into this episode. Self-esteem is made up of two parts. Firstly, it's made up of our self-confidence, which is confidence is having trust Or confidence in our ability to cope, in our ability to make decisions, in our ability to um, think things through. It's trusting our thinking. As trusting in our feelings and experiences. So to me, that is self-confidence, right? Now, part two of self-esteem or the second part that makes up self-esteem is self-trust and self-respect. So self-trust and self-respect for me is defined as a belief that we are good inside, trusting in our value as a person and believing that we deserve happiness and love. So that is how we define self-esteem in two parts. Firstly, our self-confidence, so trusting in our thinking and our decision-making and our ability to cope. And then, our self-trust and our self-respect which means trusting that we deserve the good that comes our way trusting that we're good inherently good trusting in who who we are and our value as a person those two. Now, what does what are, what are examples of self-esteem? Now, this is the part that's really important because I know like just from the research I've done again, that a lot of people are trying to figure out examples of self-esteem. So, I found some really great examples from the book, um, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, where he talks about the face of self-esteem. So, what does self-esteem actually look like? When we have self-esteem, when we worked on our self-esteem, what does that look like? So, I want to give you some examples here. So the first thing that you know with when when, it, when we work on our self-confidence and our self-respect and self-trust when we have that level of self-esteem um, I suppose you know that that we've worked on that that more um, oh, I don't I don't like when we have that higher self-esteem, firstly we have an ease of talking about shortcomings or accomplishments so basically what's happened when we have like self-esteem we can trust in talking about both our our achievements what we've accomplished but we're also comfortable to talk about the challenges that we've had the struggles that we've had um the things that we haven't been able to manage yet or the things that we haven't been able to um sort of change the outcome of now Someone with high self-esteem is comfortable to talk about these things because they trust in their inherent self-worth and they trust in their ability to cope. They trust in their feelings and their experiences. So when they're talking about their shortcomings and their accomplishments, they're not tying it to who they are. And that's a really, really big, um, really big, I think – a really big example because these days we're becoming so focused on our achievements and tying our achievements to who we are and our inherent goodness that we really struggle to talk about the things that we're finding challenging. And the thing is when we talk about what we find challenging, we tend to connect with people in a different way. And so that's why I think that this is one of the best examples of having like a strong sense of self-esteem because we can go into a conversation and we can openly talk about what we've achieved, but we can openly talk about what's difficult as well because neither experience defines inherently who we are, right? And even if we're having challenges, having that self-confidence and trusting in our ability to cope means that we can trust a way to figure it out or we can trust in our feelings and experiences without judging ourselves. We can practice that self-acceptance. Now, another example of self-esteem is very similar being able to recognize our shortcomings and mistakes without tying it to who we are so for example where self esteem comes to play in relationships i know for me that having a sense of um like a sense of self esteem and having worked on my self esteem means that my relationships have improved especially my relationship with my husband because i've been able to come into a conversation and acknowledge the challenges that i have and the mistakes that i make as they happen and that is so important when you're having a discussion because I think one of the biggest challenges, and I did speak about this in an, in a previous episode, when we're having an argument with someone, we often tend to focus on their behavior rather than our feelings. And the thing is we don't tend to focus on our feelings or our own behavior because we're too scared to say something because what, what does that mean about us? If we admit a mistake, what does that say about who we are? Now, when we have a healthy sense of self-esteem, we can... We can say that we made a mistake without tying it to who we are. We can acknowledge our behavior without thinking that we're a shit person. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I've been able to come into arguments with my husband and admit where I was making a mistake or where my behavior wasn't good enough. And to be honest, there's been times where I've even pulled up myself on behavior that he might not have even recognized. But for me and for the values I have, I know it's important that I acknowledge the behavior. And this is where the self-esteem for me comes into because I know that I can make a mistake and it's it doesn't affect the inherent uh, my inherent self worth because I know that that's inside, um, and I think that's an important part of self esteem. It's being able to acknowledge our mistakes without feeling like we are a mistake. We made a mistake. We are not the mistake. Does that make sense? I, I hope that helps. Um, Now let's go into another example. So another example of strong self-esteem is that we take action on what is important to us. That our actions mostly reflect our values. Now the reason I wrote mostly there is because again we're practicing that self-acceptance. We're not always going to take actions that reflect our values. We're always going to have those nights where we do something different, or you know we don't do the work that we feel we need to, or you know there's always going to be those times where we do. Or example an argument with someone, we might behave differently to what we'd hoped. And that's the thing. That's why I like to say that people with high self-esteem take action towards their value, value value-based action majority of the time. So we know what's important to us and we take action based on that. And a key thing here as well is, you know, another challenge that I think a lot of us have is we take action based on the expectations of others, the expectation of society, you know, the the um, the roles that we've been given from family. When we start to work on our self-esteem, we have to really determine what's important to us so we can determine what action we can take. And so that's such an important part of self-esteem. And taking action on that is really just one of those key things because it means that we're trusting our experience. We're trusting who we are. We're trusting our wants and needs and we're trusting that we can assert those wants and needs and we trust in ourselves to take action. And again, we, we have the confidence to take that action. Now, another example of self-esteem is... Uh, One that I love, which is accepting and being curious during times of anxiety and insecurity. Now, the biggest part of self-esteem that this really, well, this comes into, well, both, is self-confidence, right? Because self-confidence, when it comes to self-esteem, is about trusting in our ability to cope. So when anxiety comes up, when insecurity comes up, we're trusting in that experience. We're trusting in our ability to cope with those feelings. So this isn't about removing those feelings. It's about learning to cope with them and being curious and non-judgmental about them and also this is where self trust comes in right because the challenge when we have anxiety and insecurity is again we're tied to who we are but we when we have that sense of self when we've worked on our self trust when we've worked on our self-respect, we can understand that these feelings come up and it's just a reflection of normal human behavior, right? It's just our body trying to protect itself or our body trying to tell us something. And so instead of defining ourselves by those feelings, we're able to actually look at our experiences, try and understand what's happening for us right now and practice again that self-acceptance and that self-trust. Now, the last example of self-esteem, which is something that I talk about a lot, is also boundaries, right? Because having the confidence to trust in our ability and thinking, having the self-trust, having trust in our feelings and experiences is a lot about boundaries. Because when it comes to boundaries, boundaries especially, we need to trust in our experiences and our feelings. We need to know when something isn't working for us. For us, We need to trust in the experience that we're having. And then we have to have the self-respect to set that boundary, to take that action towards that value. Um, For example, if we're being disrespected in a way or, for example, uh, a really... A really important example in my own life is, you know, when my boundaries aren't strong, when I'm people pleasing too much, I don't, I say yes to everything and then I don't end up getting enough time to do my work. And that's a boundary that I'm constantly practicing. Saying no and setting boundaries in around my social activities to make sure that I've got enough time to do the work that I do. So again, that's going back on self-trust and self-respect. Making sure that I prioritize those actions that are really important to me, those actions that help me to get where I wanna be Um, That's just, yeah, that's just one important thing that I've learned when it comes to building my self-esteem. Boundaries are really important. And having high self-esteem or or having a sense of self-esteem means we're also learning to assert those boundaries and trust in those boundaries, no matter the feedback that we get. Now, if boundaries is something that you're find, finding challenging or struggling with right now, I do have some episodes on that as well. So I will share those in the link below. And also, I actually created a boundaries workbook, which is for sale in our planner store. So make sure to check that out as well if you would like a workbook or something to help you actually start implementing those boundaries. So this is it for this episode today. These are just a couple of examples of you know strong self-esteem, of self-esteem that's been worked on um, and what happens when we start Um, improving our self-esteem. So I hope this episode has helped you. I hope that by giving these examples, you're able to get that understanding of what self-esteem and self-confidence is a bit more so that you can start improving your own. And the reason that I'm sharing this today again is these are all things that helped me because I never really understood what self-esteem and self-confidence was until I literally picked up that book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. Great book, highly recommend it. I will make sure to add it um, to the link below. So thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you in the next one. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be.